0: Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry.
1: Good morning, Ashwini.
0: Our assignment this week. A soldier named Nobushige came to Hakuin and asked, is there really a paradise and a hell? Who are you? inquired Hakuin. I... You, a soldier? exclaimed Hakuin. What kind of ruler would have you as his guard? Your face looks like that of a beggar. Nobushige became so angry that he began to draw his sword, but Hakuin continued, So you have a sword? Your weapon is probably much too dull to cut off my head. As Nobushige drew his sword, Hakuin remarked, Here open the gates of hell. At these words, The samurai, perceiving the master's discipline, sheathed his sword and bowed. Here open the gates of paradise, said Hakurin. The practice adage that captures the essence of the story is, of course, the quality of our lives is determined by the focus of the attention. Paradise is always here when we are here for it. On the other hand, hell is an available experience whenever we are identified with ego. Another teaching is offered by the story for our consideration. The samurai's question was whether hell or paradise really exist. Hakuin demonstrated the relativity of those states and the conditions that lead us to experiencing life as samsara, hell, and or nirvana paradise. But Hakuin never defined life as either paradise or hell. Hakuin, we project, is not interested in what life can be defined as. He is life as life is, pure witnessing, involved in life, engaged with it, responsive to it, but unaffected by it, unmoved by a passing samurai's curiosity, anger, or respect. It is that quality beyond the dualistic parsing of the world as hell or paradise that caused the samurai to sheath his sword. That is the focus of our practice this week. Circumstances, events behaviors and people trigger us into reactivity and separation we forget our ability to be aware of inevitable undulations in the terrain of our life therefore in our practice this week we notice life's unique capacity simply to witness no matter what happens all of life is acceptable to life however bizarre ob- absurd cruel or ordinary the circumstances awareness remains unaffectedly serene Intrinsic purity doesn't appear to be disturbed by emotional upheaval. In fact, the turbulence of encounter and transcend that is spiritual practice reveals in us the equanimity of the unconditional. As the way of transformation beautifully articulates, thus the aim of spiritual practice is not to develop an attitude which allows a person to acquire a state of harmony and peace Wherein nothing can ever trouble them. On the contrary, practice should teach a person to let themselves be assaulted, perturbed, moved, insulted, broken, and battered. That is to say, to dare to let go a futile hankering after harmony, surcease from pain and a comfortable life, in order to discover, in doing battle with the forces that oppose them, that which awaits them beyond the world of opposites. As we practice attending to the equanimity of awareness, also notice the pull to reactivity, attachment, and resistance, not as health states to avoid or bemoan, but simply as a way to reinforce that awareness is aware
1: of that as well. R.L. Talk about a good time.
2: (laughs) here's our first caller you are now live on the air would you please introduce yourself good morning this is eleanor in georgia good morning eleanor good morning um wow what you seeing (laughs) so uh (laughs) goodness gracious so um let's see how this morning i i got a glimpse of um how the um suffering the hell is created uh because I didn't see it as part of the awareness. I didn't, it it was actually a duality, and it was judged as a duality by ego. So what I did was I got up and did some things first thing that I don't, that weren't helpful, that I don't like to do first thing in the morning. And then I came to awareness, and I went, oh. And I caught it pretty quickly, but I was starting to get that, oh, you know, why? What's wrong? You know, why would you do that before your practice is what had happened? And uh, once I, I saw, I was able to go to the place of witness, I guess, and it was like, okay, this is what we're talking about. The suffering was right. not that I did something wrong, that I did something, but the suffering was that ego called it wrong. And That's and, it. Yep. Yeah, and then I was wrong. That's I it. called it wrong, and then that was it
1: that's it because what you did was just what you did right there's there's nothing there's nothing in life that says that you have to get up in the morning and the first thing you do is meditate and then you do your yoga or vice versa and then you exercise and then you and that makes you a good person there that's not written down anywhere Right, wow. it, you can get up in the morning and do any darn thing you want to do, as long as you're there and it's and you're present and you want to do it. Right, scrub the yeah. floors
2: yeah. if that's what you
1: feel like doing, and that's what makes you happy.
2: Yeah, that's you hard do that. for me to even go that far
1: because because it's such a rule. It's such oh no, that was bad. That's you know, right. it's so strong. Yeah, um, yeah. And, I could and Eleanor and again the. You, you want to do in quotes good things in the morning, right? And and ego has made that such a rule that you can be thrown into hell if you don't do good things first thing in the morning. <laughs> isn't
2: that Isn't that amazing? That is true. It's amazing. True. I wasn't going to cut anybody's head off for anything.
1: No. <laughs> no. No, again, you know, ego takes the best of us, our desire to be a good person, our wish to, to do good things, and uses that against us, makes it something, makes it a contest, makes sure that we're going to fail, makes sure we feel bad, right? It's just nuts. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And, and, and yet we and all the, fall for it.
2: Yeah. and the gratitude that This morning I was able to get a glimpse of it.
1: Really, that it was—that's
2: it. That it was all—that's it. Dumb, that it was not true. So I was so—that's right. And then I got that, and it was like, oh yes, I can meditate now. when it was anyway. so um, it, right,
1: right, right. And you get to decide. You decide what you want to do and when you want to do it from your heart, not from a rule of what's good and what's bad and what's right and what's wrong. Right from your from your very own heart. Yeah, boy. That's, yeah.
2: Yep. Good. Good to see. Um. In all. Oh, these, so good to see. All, all So uh, the whole point. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole point. Right. right.
1: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Thank, thank you, you, Eleanor. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Eleanor. The point that last point, Cherry, is so important that when, uh, when the voice says. You, you, you blew it. It, na- it. it never occurs to us that we could do it again. I mean, just because we didn't meditate at right. 7 a.m. in the morning doesn't mean that you can't meditate at 10 a.m. in the morning, right? There's nothing that precludes exactly us right. from doing the thing that we're told we blew. It, it's just, it right. just has that thing of, let's look at what's not working. Uh, let's look at all the ways whatever I want to do doesn't work to changing the orientation. to how do, How about... Seeing how to make
1: it work. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And just that realization that uh, the world of duality is the hell state. Yes. It, does, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, and it, it's like last week, right? This guy mm-hmm. who did everything right, followed every precept to the letter. He was just so good, he stank. And uh, and to realize that's the hell state he's living in hell. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself?
3: Hello, this is Jeff in North Carolina. Hey, Jeff. Hey.
0: What are you seeing?
3: Well, I've been uh, watching this process. Um, I the I went. Uh, Two nights ago to uh, the in quotes, rehearsal dinner for my sister's wedding, and then uh last night to her wedding and uh once just watching the you know just looking at the whole thing um how I was in uh suffering at the rehearsal dinner um, uncomfortable because even though it was mostly outside there were most people were in a screened in porch i'm spending as much time outside as I can with a mask on. Um, you know, even outside of the screen porch, just to be away from people, and being uncomfortable uh, being there because of, you know, some risk of having uh, of getting COVID or passing COVID on, um, and um, so there was all of that, and and really was, you know, identified, um, and then recorded about it when I got back to my room, um, in the night before last. And just looked at uh, that whole thing about how, how you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't really – the whole process was unconscious. I didn't really even, looking at all of it, um, you know, make conscious decisions. I didn't record about it in advance. I didn't uh, do any of that. Um, anyway, so and, – and, um, and, and seeing that uh, without – being present, there was no, uh, there there wasn't a lot of witnessing uh, or uh, equanimity until I got back to being here uh, and able to start to look at the whole thing.
0: Well, uh, I, that's such a subtle point you're making, uh, Jeff. That that the equanimity is only here; it's not in the conversation, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. That there is that uh, oftentimes. So just that, how we enter health states and we're not aware of entering it. We're not in awareness when we're in the health state. We often cannot be, right? So the world is, the, the, that reality is so true, that's what we believe is real. So it, it ha- it, there's a state of unconsciousness in which the turbulence of the health state is all that is being experienced. And so until you get to conscious awareness, there isn't the ability to be the equanimity that is able to face the turbulence because there is a way in which whatever is going on is going on. And, and, but, but we can't face it from that disidentified perspective.
3: Right, right. I, I, um, I, yeah, I didn't even know, <laughs> of course, I didn't know I was unconscious. Um, I was just aware of being, being bas I wasn't aware of being in a duality, but I was, you know, am I going, how much am I going to be with people or how much am I going to just go off by myself and walk around, even though it's, you know, a light rain. Um, and, but just it, it, anyway, that, that's really none of that is the point, but the point is there was, there was this duality going on. I, I didn't see that until recording about it later. Um, mm-hmm. and the whole thing, uh, you know, Anyway, it's, it was fine because actually then in, in, coming back to presence, um, and then especially the next morning seeing, you know, seeing more about it and, and, and seeing it then as a workshop mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, and being grateful for it and truly yeah. being grateful for it, not pretending I was grateful for it. I really was, I really, you know, I was, it got back to that place of, you know, basically thank God for practice and um and you know just and and, and life, and so grateful to be uh alive um and practicing and oh anyway um and then being able you know being being yeah, yeah, present yeah. back to the back to the equanimity
0: yes and may I Jeff, because there's a couple of things that a couple of, of different nuances in that which is Mm. you're not we're not within quotes i'm in the duality but i wasn't aware of it right but Mm. there was a feeling of there was a registration in awareness of discomfort
3: Mm -hmm. right yes i
0: mean then that's the subtlety that we're pointing to that that even if i am not aware of it even if the actions are Mm. not being consciously done there is an experience of being out of alignment with something (laughs) life is registering the identification and there's a an awareness of it maybe not in a uh, maybe not in that full consciousness from which you can make a difference but the consciousness of identification as practiced awareness practitioners we do experience that i mean in t-i-n-w there's a list if you're having x y and z i mean if there's a list of uh, of things and if i'm i'm having any of those experiences i know i'm i'm suffering Right, And so the, the, the content of the duality, I'm in a duality, but there was a registration of the suffering, which is probably what caused you to go to your room and pick up the recorder. And so there's a, <laughs> there's a second point that you're making, which is there's a difference between, because it's such a setup. I project there was not an option for you to look at not attending your, uh, your sister's wedding, because, I mean, there's, there's no consciousness in the setup, right? You, I have to do this and I have to uh, also take care of my, uh, my health. And that contradiction is not revealed in the setup that I am going to be in this conflict, whether it's conscious or unconscious, between fulfilling this obligation to my family versus, versus not getting sick. And they are inherently in conflict. So if I am not conscious of the conflict and make a conscious choice about it, I am always stuck in a in a, in a place of duality and suffering because if I'm being forced between two sides of an equation that are not conflict not compatible, but contradictory.
3: I yeah I I was I, that was one of the things too that I was looking at and I because I've known this was coming up. I've known this was coming up for, uh, you know, I don't know, a year or whatever. And I was basically afraid of it, wishing it wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. And, and, but what I realized, you know, in recording about it was that I didn't record about it. How, you know, yeah. that went on for a year and I didn't, there would I, I don't, and I'm, I was looking at how, how did that happen? That yeah. I didn't uh look at this whole thing consciously within in that amount of time. Um, right. and you don't,
2: right?
0: <laughs> but that <laughs> is the setup. That is the setup.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. The yeah, I anyway, I guess I, I don't know that I can go back and look at that now. Um but anyway, but just to, to go, okay, wow. Um yeah, so anyway. but, but also thank you for that point that that there is awareness going on even in what, uh, what I was calling unconsciousness and being identified, there's still, there, awareness is registering things. Um, and, yeah, so thank you for that.
0: Yes, and, and then when you come to equanimity of awareness, it's not that the, that the samurai does not have a sword drawn ready to cut your head off, right? Because you're still in the contradiction. But there is the equanimity with which <laughs> you can face it.
3: Hmm, <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I'm so glad you two got into that last piece of that because that's the essential piece, the, the assumption that I have to do certain things that are nothing but cultural. That's it. I mean, it's possible to say, "I love you like crazy, uh, sis," and I'm really glad you're getting married. But I gotta tell you, if the if the pandemic is still on, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it. Happy to send you a little video telling you how much I love you and how happy I am for you, but I'm not gonna be there. So let's just let's just agree on that right now. And that kind of thing, you know, it's it's really back to what Eleanor uh, was was looking at as well. That kind of assumption that there are just certain things that you have to do. And then, of course, the setup, if Jeff got sick, if, if he found out later that he's a carrier, <laughs> right, and that he's going to live with the, uh, the karma of how many people might he have, in, might he have infected, if that's a sentence, uh, while he, you know, then, of course, ego is right there to destroy you over that kind of thing. Right? And, and how willingly, like sheep to the slaughter, we, we go along with these, well, y- that you have to do it. I mean, it's your sister. She's getting married. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Happy for her. It doesn't, I don't have to do anything in relation to that. Well, it's mm-hmm. your mother. You have to, well, it's your, it's your child. You have No, you don't. No, you don't. Start there. Let's let's all get over that. No you don't. No you don't. Yeah. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oops. Sorry. My cursor is slipping. Here we go. Next caller, you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself?
2: Excuse me. Hi, this is Lori calling from Asheville. Hey, Lori.
1: What are you seeing? Hi, Sherry.
2: Um, I'm looking at something that happened recently, which is very, pretty familiar to me um, as a really karmic habit of behavior. And uh, it had to do with saying something to somebody about somebody else, which was it wasn't like a kind thing to say, and um, afterwards, of course, there was the feeling of, oh, my God, you know, I feel so sick. You know, what, you know that, the whole thing of, um, what is it, it just feels like disappointment in in that process, right? And mm-hmm. and then seeing, seeing the, almost the seduction of that, again, like in this karmic way that would say, well, you know, it's okay just to say something. It's not that big of a deal. And and realizing that whole thing about heaven and hell, and because then the aftershock and and what gets then done to me it, or the attempt, and I'll yeah. really say the attempt this time, to to do that um, that suffering and what is wrong with you and when are you ever gonna whatever, mm-hmm. and and so this time I was I think just remembering something that you said recently on on one of the shows. And and so I realized, gosh, you know, the other choice that would that would not take me into hell would be the choice of saying, you know, I just don't want to do that. It doesn't. It's not right. what I the way I'm wanting to live, in any regard. Right. And and so it can hurts my heart. Hands, it does. That was it. That was what it really felt like. I will say that really mm-hmm. felt heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And and then it's like, um, if I'm not punishing myself about it, I also don't want to go to sleep around it. You know, because it's it, where is. If there's heaven and hell, the heaven is, is the awareness. That's, that's the most I can say about it. And not going into that sort of habit of oh, blah, 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 no big deal because yes. every, everything is in that way is actually a big deal.
1: Yes, exactly so, Lori. And, the, you know, it, again, when we get back to the duality, because the way, the way um, karma, that kind of karma is held in place is – well, you can't do anything about the relationship, and so all you can do is complain about it, <laughs> which then makes you a bad person. Now we're back to Jeff's sister's wedding, right? Because yeah. if, the, if there's something in this relationship that, that is hurting your heart or making you unhappy, you want to get to the bottom of that. What, what's going on here? What's going on with me about this? Not, I have to be this way and then complain and then feel bad. It's a whole karma, right? It's It's not just stopping feeling bad. It's going back to the beginning of the setup, how you get positioned into whatever goes on with this other person and then you can't confront it there. You have to just dissipate that energy by saying something to somebody else. Wow, you know, there's gosh, this
2: actually goes into way other examples, <laughs> where, where sometimes it's like I, there's something that I that I don't know how to understand it my for myself. You know, with this whatever's going mm-hmm. on, a dynamic in yes. a relationship. And so that means yes. that maybe I need to just, you know, explore it with another person. And, and then that, even, even with that sort of um, justification, I realize it's, it's, it's a, at a subtle place the same kind of a process.
1: And, and the process is it really... It certainly I, can be. It, yeah. it certainly can be. But the, uh, just since we're on the subject, you know, a great way around that is to own it. Now, the other person still might take it personally, okay? But when you get clear, first is your recorder, right? That's the first relationship. And you get really clear about what's going on with you. And then you bring it into the relationship because it's not like you're coming from a place of equanimity in the relationship. Whenever this happens, you get triggered. And so that's that's the place. After you get clear, you may or may not even need to bring it to the other person and, and right? that's what you, you may just aware yeah. yeah 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 or you may you know mm-hmm. if uh, if you and i get together once a week uh to have lunch and go for a walk and i'm an hour late every time you, you know <laughs> you you might you might want to have a conversation with me about that so that we can get clear on a way we want to move forward with our relationship yeah. And, and it and doesn't you know, have to be you don't have to be anal retentive. You know, you don't need to be called names. I don't need to be called names because I've got this whatever I've got going on unconsciously, but together we can come up with something that uh is is agreeable for both of us. Or <laughs> yeah. We stop. Or meeting.
2: or not. I mean and that and that's the place where I just to, to continue, like working with the recorder and and practicing and yes. exploring yes. the recorder, and and to find yes. it because sometimes I, I've gotten the freedom that I was looking for, just there and the, and there doesn't really that's and, and exactly right. Yeah, to say anything else, and so you know the that's right. The gratitude, yeah, the gratitude for being
1: able to have this so close to my heart, <laughs> just recorder
2: right yes. here. And, yes, yes,
1: yeah. and 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 to let life lead. Because you're right, mm-hmm. there will be times when it feels like, I don't need to say anything about this. But there will be other yeah. times when it feels really important. And, you know, it never occurred to me. I don't have anything about time, Lori. So it, it never occurred to me that, that this was uh, any kind <laughs> of a hardship. Oh, well, no, I, I can be on time, for God's sake. So, <laughs> you know, we don't know ahead of time how life is going to unfold. Boy, that that is so well said
2: and that's just such an important remembrance. We don't know ahead yes. of time how life's gonna unfold
1: ever, ever, ever. Ever.
2: Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And, and All
1: right. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lori. Uh-huh. Bye. Go so happy. Ashwini, are you talking while muted? Hello? Yes,
0: I, I said we have time for one more caller
1: here we go next caller oh, okay
4: <laughs> you're unmuted um hi this is Andrea in Durham hey Andrea hi um, well I am seeing quite a bit so um, first of all what I'm seeing is ego telling me not to share because I'll hex myself so I'm seeing that magical thinking Mm-hmm. Um but what I wanted to share about was feeling in that health state um this weekend feeling very judgmental to about a family member um and not wanting to feel that way and feeling like the monk who was drinking not drinking I should say <laughs> I, I just could feel just ha- just like that um and I love those stories, and what I what I saw was that um, ego was judging ego and saying, "Well, how can you be so judgmental?" Mm-hmm. And um, and the thing is, this particular family member, which is my son, he knows exactly how I am because he would be. I would just even look at him, and he'd say, "Why are you so judgmental?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> talk and, about Bodhisattva's.
4: Yeah, you know, so I can't hide it. I mean, maybe it's just really obvious or maybe he's very perceptive or who knows, but anyhow, um so I I talked about it. I did reflective listening with my buddy and um what I came to was I guess I just need to own it and tell him, "Yes, you know, that I I am stuck with this. I don't want to be this way and Yes. So just own it with him because I really wanted to feel compassion for him. Yes. But I was stuck in this hell state of being judgmental.
1: Yes. But
4: well, what happened was, after I had the call and felt like, okay, I'll just own it, the whole identification went away. And I haven't felt judgmental since then. And I felt compassion. Uh huh. Well, Andrew, a couple of things,
0: right? So this is what we were referencing with Jeff. Because we're practitioners of awareness, we are aware when we're identified, right? I'm feeling judgmental. And what happens when 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 we're in that health state is conditioning can basically use our practice against us to say, well, you shouldn't be. This is your son. You're supposed to love him. Why aren't you being a good person, right? But I am feeling judgmental. Not because I am judgmental, but because I'm identified with egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate. So the important thing that we, that we want to point out here in, uh, in process language is you were identified, you knew you were identified, you were experiencing self-hatred as a consequence of the identification, you had that reflected by the person against whom the judgment was being leveled by conditioning, right? It was an external projection. It was a projection of egocentricity, and you had difficulty getting out of it. So you did, you practiced with it on a reflective listening buddy's call, and what dropped in for you is you want to accept rather the acceptance that we're talking about, the owning that we're talking about, is just the recognition that ego, that I'm identified. Not that I'm judgmental, but I'm identified. And only awareness can be aware of an identification and acknowledge identification, which means I'm disidentified. And once I'm disidentified, I'm not judgmental because only ego is judgmental. So the owning that we're talking about is the acceptance of identification and not being identified and attempting to disidentify from within the identification. So you're stepping out of conditioned mind and looking at conditioned mind, and that is what you're actually describing as the process movement, not I'm owning I'm judgmental, because we never want to own are egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate. Egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate is judgmental. I'm not, and when I'm disidentified from it, I can see it for what it is.
4: Yeah, I think... I wasn't seeing it in that language but that even helps because I think it was a little subtle because um, I think by owning it I was finally accepting it and not resisting it. that's exactly right
0: and we want to be careful because if you say oh I'm owning I'm judgmental that's not what we're doing in awareness practice we're pointing to conditioned mind is judgmental but Andrea is the authenticity the intelligence that animates that feels that is compassionate and can, from that disidentified place, interact with her son and say, you know, there is that process, that programming that I often uh, identify with, which is judgmental. But what I am is the person who loves you more than anything else in the world.
4: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's um, just, uh, I guess, just an example of um, the awareness and just by talking about it and... You know, I guess it's miraculous, really. Yes, that way we could process our
0: way out of an identification. That is what we do in practice, all the groups that we have, right? We get facilitated in that, this identification.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, so I guess really awareness practice works. (laughs) (laughs) It does.
1: Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. I know we're at time, so I just want to quickly say, I I hope everybody got that. If they didn't get that, I hope they say they didn't get it, because that's the whole deal, what you two just got to. I'm not judgmental. Ego, conditioned mind is judgmental. I do not want to own that quality. I want to out ego for what it is, and acknowledge that the human being is the authentic expression of life. That's it. Mm -hmm. Beautifully done. Thank you. Thank you. Well, actually, I
0: know we're at time, but one of the things we wanted to say also was that, uh, you know, we sent out a little uh, update on where we are with the monastery. And so, Mm -hmm. just to say say that uh, your blog is going to be resurrected and as we Mm -hmm. start our new beginning at this new place, we look forward to pictures and reports uh, as that... uh, of how that's going to evolve as well. So just... A how prayer. it's
1: all... Our new beginning is unfolding. Yes. Yes. As
0: all well right. as how, Good. as we engage in the process at the monastery uh, on passing on stewardship, we'll keep everyone posted on that as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. There's... It's it's a very exciting time. It is. So... And fast I'm glad moving. Glad we're doing it together. Fast moving. Yeah. Glad we're uh, glad we're a fast moving sangha. <laughs> yes. We can keep up. All right. Thank, Thank you. you, Ishwini. Thank you, everybody. Go happy. Go happy.